And we've got in the studio Mel. Morning, Mel. Morning. And in a brand new segment for the at least my run of the breakfast show, we're going to have a film review today. The new Blade Runner movie. Yeah, it's Blade Runner 49 Blade is the name of it. But there haven't been another 48 Blade Runners. <laughs> no, no, there hasn't. Um, this is the second one in the series, so um, a lot of people might know the first one. Um, it was put out in 1982, and it's, I guess, well-respected as one of the greatest sci-fi films around the um, Blade Runner number one. So this is a revamp of it. Um, so the original one, I think, was set in 2019, is that right? 2019, so... For those of you who've seen the original one, two years' time, the world's going to be like that, according to Ridley Scott, (laughs) who was the director of the original. So, um, I think like most sci-fi films, they get a lot of things quite right, projecting into the future, and there's a lot of things that are quite wrong. (laughs) That's right. Now, before we really get stuck into it, in case people are listening to us and going, I want to see the new Blade Runner movie... Are there going to be spoilers? Do no, I have to worry? No. no, I'm not going to put any spoilers in this review. Very good. I, I will maybe, if we talk about the original one, I might definitely talk about that as if people have had a chance to see it, well, seeing though it's been out for, you know... They've had since 1982. 35 years to see it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a fair amount of time to catch the exactly. original one. Exactly. So I think we can talk about the details of that. No problem. <laughs> Great. Well, um, maybe before we get into the new one, yeah. the the first one, why was it so iconic? I mean, do you th- and do you think it sort of stands the test of time? Um, I, I think it does. I think it was so iconic for a range of reasons. One, because of the world it created. It created this kind of, um, you know, dark kind of Armageddon-type future. Um, there was a lot of kind of pop advertisement. Um, there was a lot of kind of off-world colonies um there are these replicants which were kind of i guess um it's never quite sure if they're robots but they're kind of created human beings that are used for kind of slave labor in offshore um islands uh, sorry offshore planets and it's just m- mixed well this sci-fi with a film noir aspect to it and i think one thing very lo- stylish isn't it very stylish and i think one thing that a lot of people liked about it especially the director's cut version which is the most common one that people see these days is that it actually ha- had a lot of questions that were kind of left open it wasn't really easy film to watch necessarily so there's a couple of big questions they kind of almost deliberately they hinted at but they left it open so you could actually de- talk about it and and through this kind of these um Replicants, which are these kind of created human beings as slaves, are kind of, I guess, some of the questions that delved out was, you know, what it is to be human and how we treat, you know, humans that we think are less than us. And the original was based on, I think, is it Philip uh, K. Dick's book? Yep. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? That's the one, yep. yeah. And um, so with, with the, the new film... Mm. Does it sort of... Well, what's the new plot? And is it also based on uh, one of Philip Dick's books? No. I, I, um, I haven't looked into this too much, but I don't think it is. I think it's basically it's been written by some screenwriters, one of the screenwriters who actually worked on the original. Um, so it's not based on that, but it's definitely drawing off the original. Um, so it's very much based in that world still. Um, so I think that for those people who are going to see the new one and hadn't seen the original, um, I think it would be still enjoyable but you definitely get a lot more out of it from seeing the original um i mean when i first saw that they were doing a remake i was 
very worried <laughs> because that's what I always think when I see there's a remake. <laughs> exactly, especially for a film like Blade Runner, which is so well respected and such a great film, and, and walked such a beautiful line in terms of being creatively, you know, independent and really, um, you know, thought provoking and stuff like that. So they were doing a re, you know, revamp, and I was just worried because, of course, there's been a lot of revamps recently, which have been pretty <laughs> poor, um, especially with sci-fi films. So, mm. um, but basically, no, I, I won't talk too much about the plot because it's hard to without giving spoilers but basically <laughs> it does definitely draw on the world um, that was created in the original so the original as, as you mentioned was set in 2019 this new one is set in 2049 as the name suggests so that's 30 years after the original um, and 30 years after the original the world has uh, and this is based in America um, although you know, a lot of the actual style includes a lot of kind of, you know, neon signs that are in Russian or in Arabic or in Asian, you know, languages very much talking about that the future is a kind of multicultural world. Um, but if it's possible, it's, the world is even more bleak than what it was in 2019 uh, version. No. <laughs> yes. Because um, it was, yeah, kind of bleak. <laughs> yeah, well, it's meant to be even more bleak. But um, yeah. so basically it... it, it, it draws on that and, and some of the developments that have happened in those 30 years um, because of the kind of the rebellion of some of the re replicants which was in the first one um, they actually banned replicants um, being built in the 30 years in between until a, a large kind of corporation um, called Wallace Corporation they created a whole new um, line of replicants that are much more subservient and obey and are not rebellious at all. So this film kind of um, focuses on a, a Blade Runner. So the Blade Runner characters from the original and this one are police detectives who are... Um, their job is to chase down and kill replicants that have gone rogue. And do we ever find out where the word Blade Runner comes from other than it sounds kind of cool? I'm not sure about that. I'm sure there might be some literary kind of connection in the past or something like that. Mm. Um, so there's still Blade Runners. Harrison Ford's still... Yeah, so we find out that Harrison Ford is alive later in the film, but it's, that's not a giveaway because it's in all the promotional stuff. But basically, yeah, it focuses on a Blade Runner whose name is Kay, and it's played by Ryan Gosling. And unlike the first one, it's not unclear whether he's a replicant or not. It's very... Um, clear from the beginning that he is a replicant. Um, so his job is to actually go around and there's still some of the old models, which were the rebellious ones from the first film, kicking around. So it's his job to hunt down the old models to allow the newer, more subservient, obeying models um, to basically act as slaves to, 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 to the world. And, um, yeah. and how did you find the performances in the film? Because, I mean, I, I find Ryan Gosling's a bit annoying in some of the characters he plays. I mean, and I don't think that's him. I think it's the the characters. I think it partly is him. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure he's if not If you're listening. a relative of Ryan Gosling, <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I always find him quite um, kind of wooden in his facial expressions. <laughs> and this film, it's perfect because he's playing a robot. So he actually plays is really good in this film because he actually doesn't doesn't do you know well, he doesn't works. kind of overact it he's very subtle and in other films I think that hasn't worked but in this one it works really well as a replicant so yeah, great um, oh look the performances are great I mean um, I think you know Harrison Ford is great he's very much playing a stereotype of himself um, <laughs> and I think all the other supporting actors are great in terms of um, Kay who's the main Ryan Gosling's character he has a kind of artificial uh, holographic um, girlfriend named Joy and that's played incredibly well as well and there's some great kind of um, visual effects around her um, there's a 
you know kind of an evil replicant that that works for wallace and that's i forget the actress's name and that and she's played that's amazingly done as well so i think it's you know i think the only the only kind of um role was jared that i wasn't kind of as impressed was jared leto who's playing wallace who's the kind of the um you know corporation evil ceo who's who's making the replicants um and he, it was just a little bit shallow. I'm not sure whether that was his acting or whether it was actually just the role. I did, in doing a tiny bit of research for this review, I did actually see that they originally had slated for that role David Bowie before, unfortunately, oh, he passed on, oh. which would have just pushed this film over the edge. I think, you know, Damn. compared to the original, it, 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 it doesn't quite reach the heights of the original, especially um, because the original, you know, it was just so unique and this one just... You know, draws so heavily off the actual the visuals the kind of the world the design and everything so it doesn't reach the heights but i think they're lofty heights um but it still is, is an amazing film it, it i think what's amazing about it is it draws a lot and definitely honors the original film but definitely is independent and new enough in terms of the plot in terms of where it's taken in terms of some of the design elements that it actually stands alone as well so it's kind of what you would hope from a revamp of a sci-fi film where it actually honors the original but takes it its own way and do you want to have a little margaret and david moment and give it a rating Ooh. how many stars out of five or out of five yeah um that's what that's it that's the the usual formula, isn't it? I, I think so. Um, I'll look, I think I would have to give it... Um, I know it's rare to do this, but I think I'd have to give it five stars. And that's <gasps> not saying stars. it's a perfect film, but I think it's just no one gives films five stars. And I think it's definitely one of the best <laughs> films I've seen in a long time. Um, it's well handled. I mean, the director, um, Denis Villeneuve, who's a French-Canadian um, director, he does a great job. He's done other films such as Arrival. Um, and he... There's a beautiful pace to it. It's actually quite s- slow in times. There's a lot of kind of Ryan Gosling walking slowly around beautiful landscapes oh. with beautiful soundtrack um, or silence as well. The sound sound design is quite amazing. Um, mm, but I've it, heard the sound design is really Yeah, so kind of, you know, it flips between kind of really intense um, stuff to then a lot of silence. So it, it's amazing. It creates a lot of emotional tension without doing much. Um, so, yeah, I think all in all, I think it's a five-star film for me. It is showing at um, Twin Cinemas uh, and also the Outdoor Sun Cinemas in Broome, so um, check their website or their actual cinemas for times. But I think it's a fantastic film, especially for those who are into sci-fi and, and liked the original. Um, and just it's visually very beautiful. It's quite epic in its scale. Um, and just a lot of, yeah, beautiful kind of uh, well-used visual effects as well. They're not overused. So all in all, you know, a fantastic film. It's definitely on my list of one I want to see. Cool. Well, Mal, thanks so much for coming in and giving the review, the movie review. My pleasure.